Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Well, good morning, Portland CSL. It's wonderful to see you all again. They asked me, a couple people asked me when I walked in today if I was going to throw things at you today, (laughs) (laughs) which I am not. Last time I was here, um, there may or may not have been some things thrown. So uh, I bring you greetings from Camp Cedar Ridge, where Uh, This morning, as we speak, they are preparing for um, a wedding menu tasting because we do a lot of weddings uh, at Camp Cedar Ridge. But, you know, we have some folks who think about the camp food they had when they were teenagers and they can't quite imagine (laughs) (laughs) that we can trust that they can trust us with their wedding reception. And that's completely understandable, right? So we're having two events, one today and one next month, where we've invited all of the people who are going to get married in the next couple years and all of the people who are thinking about getting married out to see what we can do. So um, yet again, I know this is the second time I'm going to do this, but after, as soon as it's over, I I need to uh, jet out quickly. Um, I want to acknowledge, though, the sort of growing connection between Camp Cedar Ridge and Portland CSL. In addition to Sean, who spent the summer with us uh, last year, we now, Reverend Marilyn, your own Reverend Marilyn, has signed up to come to camp this summer. She's going to spend the whole summer with us. Yes. And she is helping us to strengthen and deepen. Hello, Reverend Marilyn. I know you're watching. Um, Strengthen and deepen our internship program. So the, the, the internship program is designed for people, it's, it really it's designed for people 18 to 30, although we're not ageist, if older people uh, apply. We still have, we had a 64 year old intern last year. But it's ideally, it's supposed to be for people in those middle years to have them work at camp and really grow in science of mind. And so Reverend Marilyn is going to develop the curriculum that we use with the interns to really give some heft to that program. And she's also going to be kind of a minister in residence slash uh, chaplain kind of role. So if there's folks who are there, because it, it does get tough in the summer, if there are folks who are there that need prayer, just need someone to talk with, uh, that aren't in the chain of command, she's going to support folks uh, through the summer. And so we're very, very grateful that she's decided to join us in such a wonderful and full way. I also want to acknowledge Joe and Beth in the back. Raise your hands. Uh, Joe works for us. <laughs> 
uh, Joe works for us every once in a while. He does big projects when we need them. And Beth works for us one day a week remotely. And you live in the, I always say this wrong, Dales? Dales. I always get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So thanks for being here today. All right. So this is the year of living out loud. So we're going to do our sign language that we learned last time. So that is living out loud. Now, I watched the video of the time I was here last time, and I realized that when I was doing this, I was doing this. <laughs> because I lived in Hawaii for 20 years, and it's very hard not to do this. So I'm gonna, I want to make sure I get it right this time. Uh, so it's living out loud. All right, great. So this is a year of living out loud, the month of cultivating authenticity. And during one, week one of this month, we looked at being ourselves because everyone else is taken. <laughs> week two was about dropping the masks that we use. Last week was about maintaining the healthy boundaries that we need to maintain our authenticity. And today we're finishing the month with no approval needed. That's the official name. But I have uh, renamed, for the purposes of my talk, Stepping Into Enoughness. And, oh, where'd she go? That could not have been the more perfect song. I mean, totally one mind. When she started singing that, I looked at Sean and I said, was she with me in my room when I was writing my talk? Because, <laughs> yes, one mind. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So uh, stepping into enoughness or no approval needed are, is a great transition topic as we move into April when our topic is the power of vulnerability because vulnerability and authenticity are closely related. And I also just want to take a quick moment to say how much I really understand, uh, appreciate the whole concept of the global themes. The fact that CSL prepares this for us and many of our, of our centers uh, utilize the global themes is so helpful for someone like me who's not connected to one center only necessarily um, because we're all having this basically the same conversation at the same time and there's an energy that comes with that. And one of the things I really appreciate about it is that when I'm you know, because I speak at different centers when I'm preparing a talk, I can call other folks who are also preparing a talk that week and their heads are right in what I'm working through too and we can talk about it. And, um, and like now I can come and, and I know what you guys have been talking about the last three weeks, right? So I can jump in more seamlessly. So I wanna, I just wanna acknowledge how much I appreciate that CSL does that. And also uh, the global teams uh, committee that does all this work uh, every year. All right, stepping into enoughness. That is a loaded topic because for so many of us, our core issue is not enoughness, right? That feeling of a deep fear or shame that everyone knows the secret to life except us. The feeling of imposter syndrome the feeling that if people knew who we really are, that they would judge us. Those feelings usually come from some experience of being judged or shamed in childhood. And then that becomes a core memory and the gift that keeps on giving 
as we spend the rest of our lives making decisions to never feel like that again. It's hard to be living our best authentic selves when we are running like this. We don't have the ability or the bandwidth to know or to lean into our authentic selves because we're operating in both fight and flight. Every once in a while, we may feel completely safe for a little while. We have the right job, we have the right relationship, we have enough money, and we feel a few moments of peace, and then we may have the courage uh, to take a look at some of these um, behaviors. But then something comes along to trigger that core experience, and we are right back to dancing in the ring with our fists up, hiding and prote protecting our authentic self from that long ago, and maybe uh, consciously forgotten original trauma. The first step towards moving beyond this is to realize we are in this unseen loop. I don't exactly remember which class it was in CSL education. Maybe it was foundations and maybe it was another. But it was like pulling back the curtain on Oz and seeing the machine. Aha! That is what's at the controls. In order to disconnect that transmission, you have to know that there is one. The second step is to engage in what a lot of folks call shadow work. Honestly, when I first heard this term, it scared me. It felt like a scene from Lion King. What's that shadowy place over there? <laughs> Never go there, Simba. Right? That's how it felt to me. Um, I didn't really want to know what it, even what it was because I was afraid that it might lead me to places that I didn't feel ready to go. So what is it? Shadow work is a practice of exploring and integrating the hidden aspects of yourself that you may reject or deny. Okay, I'll say that one more time, because that's a lot. Shadow work is a practice of exploring and integrating the hidden aspects of yourself that you may reject or deny. And just notice if you didn't actually hear me say that, right? All right, Emerson wrote in Self-Reliance, and I'm gonna change the genders here because we know there's man and he and all that stuff, so I'm gonna read it without that. There is a time in every person's education when, when they arrive at the conviction that envy is ignorance. <clears throat> the need for approval, that's my little addition. That imitation is suicide to authenticity and that they must make for themselves, for better or worse, as their portion, that though the wide universe is full of good, no kernel of nourishing corn can come to them but through their toil bestowed on that plot of ground which is given to each to till. The power which resides in us is new in nature and none but I know what it is which I can do, nor will I know until I have tried. Love Emerson, right after Emma Curtis Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as we cultivate awareness of who we are, 
we cultivate compassion for self and we cultivate courage. It's not possible to be seen, to step into the fullness of our expression if we hide. Approval is the booby prize for which we exchange our true selves. In some of our CSL education classes, we go through the process of identifying and uncovering some of these core traumas and specifically the decisions that we made as a result of those experiences the walls that we erected in an effort to never feel a certain brand of shame or fear that we internalized and made decisions about. Brene Brown says, shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. That is a frequency that begins to be transmitted by the subconscious Oz and we are, that we are receiving like a program running in the background. Have you ever used the Taskmaster on your computer? <laughs> Control, Alt, Delete. Something is running slowly or maybe has frozen completely and we're stuck. So we open the Taskmaster to see what's running in the background. Whenever I do that, I'm always surprised to see how many programs are running. Some of them I didn't even know I had. <laughs> And that's exactly how shadow work is. It is that process of opening our Earth dimension avatar taskmaster and seeing what is loading every morning that we are not even aware of, identifying what is no longer serving us and pressing end task and watching how our stuckness decreases and our speed increases. Shadow work, work seems scary and hard because there are so many of those programs running. It may seem like it takes a lot of bravery and rawness to examine even one of those programs. And when we see how many there are, uh, it can feel overwhelming and scary. For, for me, sometimes it takes years in between when I have the courage and the bandwidth to reopen the Taskmaster and choose another core trauma memory to tackle. But the experience that I've had is that once you understand that you program your subconscious to avoid situations that could result in feeling shame or fear, you know that you have the power to disrupt this transmission whenever you are ready to do so. And there's no judgment for how long that takes. The decisions that you made to keep yourself safe as a child or a younger version of yourself were effective but they may no longer be serving you and may have become a prison of their own. Many people my age and older had parents or grandparents who grew up during the depression. Those folks went through a cataclysmic experience of not enough material security and they de developed behaviors that helped them to survive those times. Things like taking crackers, sugar and ketchup packets from restaurants. <laughs> uh, as a result of that searing experience of scarcity and that stayed with them for the rest of their lives. I knew many older relatives and their friends who had gained tremendous prosperity and security but were still hoarding long after those behaviors were still serving them. I had a relative, I could hear the rumbling, everybody's talking about, yeah, my grandma, right? We, it, it, uh, those of us at a certain age really had a direct uh, experience of this. 
I had a relative who would wrap up rolls in a napkin and keep them in her purse after we were leaving a very fancy restaurant because you never know, right? There were lots of examples of how this behavior manifested in ways that no longer serve them. And because they engaged in this behavior, they were sowing scarcity and, fe and fear into the field. And their vision of the world, uh, sorry, mm, no matter how many, vision of the world was reflected back to them. No matter how much security they manifested for themselves, they never arrived in the place of experiencing the feeling of safety. They lived their lives looking over their shoulder, never fully healing that wound. That's obvious example for us to see. Many in the gen younger generation have observed that and said, why are they doing that? But what we can't see is the places in our own lives where, where we are filling our purses with crackers or offering our loved ones a stale half-eaten roll <laughs> instead of our fresh, delicious selves because we can't see what we are doing through a filter of shame and fear. It's like one of those filters that you turn on, like the funny ears, the mustaches, the hats, on an app or on Zoom, but we don't realize that we've done it, and we don't realize that others can see it. Oh, I see, she's wearing the depression scarcity filter, <laughs> or she's wearing the martyr filter or the daddy issues filter, or whatever it is, right? Why don't they turn that off? Usually it's because they don't know that it's on or because they believe that it's still serving them. But our human machines don't run as efficiently with all of that, those background programs and filters running. They're screening out our ability to be authentic and how to know our purpose and express it because we're taking up all of our internal bandwidth with running our outdated programs. It takes so much energy to navigate our daily lives through all of that outdated and conflicting frequencies. And this is where self-soothing comes in with alcohol, food, drugs, adrenaline, <coughs> which temporarily, temporarily dull the cacophony and give us a moment's rest from all the noise, the more suppressed trauma, the more self-soothing behavior. As I told you in the beginning, I've been afraid of too much shadow work. One way I manage this by, is by only doing the work that I'm really ready for at any given time. And maybe this is just examining one core traumatic experience and re realizing that the not enoughness that I experienced was not a life sentence. As I go into it and work through it, that's one fewer program that's loading every morning. Maybe I don't look at another one for another year, but that's okay. We don't need a new program that says, you're not doing it right, or you're not doing it fast enough. You know, whatever's right for you is, is the right pace. All the tools that we have available to us in this movement, like journaling, affirmative prayer, meditation, visioning, practitioner sessions, and most of all, community, are there to support you. When you are surrounded by people who support your journey, 
and are on that journey themselves, with whom you can articulate your process, it's like having an IT person that you can call when you are not sure how to proceed when looking at your taskmaster. With the help of our community and our tools, each time you clean out an old program that doesn't have to boot up every morning in your system, you will run lighter and faster. As we clean out old programs and install those that support authenticity and wholeness, our system starts to run more cleanly and faster, and we begin to be able to troubleshoot our own lives. We see more clearly that the need for approval is a program that is fighting with the authenticity program, and we can uninstall it whenever we are ready. So control means I have control of when and how much to do. Alt means I can choose an alternative reality, and delete is delete that old stuff and let it go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's go into prayer now. Hmm. How good it is to be here with this community in a place where we acknowledge that there is only one true power in the world, and that is love. That is energy that is an energy so amazing and magnificent that it has created this world all that we see other dimensions other galaxies how awesome and powerful that energy is and because that is all there is that is what I am, and that is what each of us is. A little spark from that beautiful, powerful energy that is the source of all life. And so I just speak my word today for each of us on our journey, absolutely perfect, wherever it is we are, and each step that we take is blessed and supported by others in this community and throughout new thought in all the world. I also know that this community is calling in the perfect person to be their new senior minister, and I just acknowledge and bless that process. I know that each person has been touched in some way by something in this service. And I bless each person's journey as they go on with their day and their week, thinking back over a lyric from the songs, a word that's been spoken, a kind word, or a hug that they received from someone in their community. And I'm so grateful for this community, for our CSL organization globally, for New Thought, <clears throat> and for all the ways that this teaching is changing lives. And I release this into the creative law that always hugs and loves everything spoken into it and makes it so. I ask you to join me in saying, and so it is. 
One more thing before I go. I wanted to let you know, I, I think, all right, I won't assume everybody knows this. At Camp, <laughs> Camp Cedar Ridge, we have a labyrinth that was built uh, in the like 2007 uh, era by the CSL Teen Camp. And we are going to, it was allowed to uh, kind of, it was neglected. It was allowed to go back to, to earth pretty much. And so we are um, doing a big project to uh, restore the labyrinth May 19th to the 21st. I think maybe some of you in here are signed up to come to that weekend. Okay, good, awesome. Um, but we have a new thing that we're adding to this weekend, and that is that we are inviting centers from all over the world to choose a rock, decorate it, and send it to us. And we're going to put it in the labyrinth that weekend. So it's hot. this is hot off the presses. You're the first ones to hear it. <laughs> Actually, it was um, Jamie Lula, the musician. He, OK, so he was at camp last weekend for the New Thought Men's Retreat. And um, about five minutes before he left, we were talking about the labyrinth and everything. And he turned to me and he said, what about this? And this gave us this idea. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Great idea. So I, if, you, if this is something that your community would like to participate in, of course, we would love to place your rock thoughtfully and lovingly in the labyrinth on May 20th. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.